Welcome to Business with Beers, a podcast for business owners who want to scale their business to massively grow their income and contribution by investing in people, process, and technology. I'm your host, Brian Beers. This week, we got an awesome show with Wyatt Graves. Wyatt is an entrepreneur, coach, and the host of a podcast called The Mentee. In this episode, Wyatt shares some of his biggest learnings from interviewing world-class mentors on his podcast. And we talk about how to find your purpose by surrounding yourself with successful people who will then support you and help you grow. Wyatt's mission is to educate and inspire people to live the good life. Wyatt and I have a great conversation about creating that future of your life and yourself, which is the person that you will be three to five years from now. And the key is to start taking steps today to act like that future self. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends, rate and review with your favorite part to help us reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics covered in this podcast, check out brianbeers.com to sign up for my free weekly newsletter, delivering great content directly to your inbox. Hey, welcome to the show, Wyatt. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, this wouldn't be business with beers if I didn't ask you. We're at a bar having a drink. What are we drinking? Oh, man. Uh, I feel silly whenever people ask me that question because I'm just a normal, uh, good old Southern Louisiana uh, Miller Lite kind of guy. That's fine. Nothing That's fancy. Fine. <laughs> nice cold Miller Lite on a hot day is uh, sounds appealing. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a clubhouse in our subdivision. And man, they have the coldest mugs. Mm. And so you get it on draft, it forms a little ice uh, across mm. the top. So good. There you go. Perfect. So if you could share your story, who you are, what you do, and go from there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I am a dad. I'm a husband. I've got three kids. I've got a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a five-year-old. Married to Janae. We uh, have been married 14 years. I am a real estate uh, agent by trade. Got real estate licensed right outside of high school. It was supposed to be my college job. Uh, always knew I wanted to be a business owner. And so I went to college to get a degree in business management and uh, entrepreneurship. Ended up buying a childcare center just after starting college and getting licensed to sell real estate, which is where I found the the daycare for sale. And uh, that kind of took me on a path that really was unplanned. Uh, we, We hit it really well uh, on that first school that I bought. And I thought if I did it good uh, and strong in that first one, let me do a second one. And I I did a second one. And then I said, let me do a third one. And before I knew it, I was in a job that I really didn't, um, I really didn't enjoy that much, but it was, it was, well, looking back, it was a lesson to be learned for sure. Anyway, that was 20 years ago, 21 years ago uh, that that started. So since then, I've started a real estate team. I never really quit the job that was supposed to get me through college. Uh, I did finish college. And between then and now, I've owned a franchise uh, called Mosquito Squad, where we installed mosquito misting systems in folks' backyards. <laughs> we did the uh, the misting once a month. Uh, I've owned and started with some of my buddies an HOA management company, uh, where we managed homeowner associations. Uh, grew that to, to be the largest one in Louisiana and then into Mississippi and Alabama with some of my best friends. Uh, started doing property management through that same uh, same company. And where I'm at today, uh, I'm actually the team leader and CEO of a Keller Williams franchise here in the Baton Rouge, greater Baton Rouge market. And I still own my team. 
and uh, just venturing into some joint ventures, uh, such as a mortgage company, title company, uh, looking to do an insurance company as well. And then on the side, I have some real estate investment uh, deals also. So, okay. Are you, you still involved in some of those other businesses, the HOA and Mosquito business? I sold out. Uh, so one of the things I failed to mention is that in 2018, I met Jeff Woods over at The One Thing, uh, Business <laughs> Partners with Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. And uh, we became buds and he had a podcast and a membership-based community called The Inner Circle. And the podcast was The Mint Tea. So uh, that opened up some doors and certainly that relationship did too. And so I sold out of my interest in the HOA management company so that I could buy that platform and that podcast from Jeff because uh, the joke is if you can't you can't be the vice president of the one thing and have two things so he uh, he, he sold me uh, the mentee podcast platform and the membership based community which is much uh, much in alignment with my goals and my passion with helping people teach people uh, expose people to new ideas new ways of of what we say living the good life so sold that uh, sold out of uh, that HOA management company I also um, sold out of the franchise the mosquito Scott squad franchise that was not in our wheelhouse <laughs> uh, <laughs> at all uh, still have the team Kaizen home sales and services um, uh, it's been a very good season for us this year and last year. We opened it actually in 2018 uh, because uh, our our town flooded in 2016. Mm. We had over 100,000 houses and businesses that flooded. And that sort of took me out of the game for a little bit. I focused a lot on new construction uh, in my career in real estate sales. And so all of our developments flooded, our builders flooded, the subs flooded. Anyway, so we came back out after the flood and started Kaizen. Uh, so I've still got that and I have sold, uh, well, and thanks in part to the flood, I sold some of the remaining childcare centers that uh, I had. And I just have the one that was, quote, the one. Mm. Uh, it was my dream school. It's one that my kids go to. It's in the community that my wife and family were, were actually relocating to that community because it's just a great community and it's where our, our dream school is. So, uh, and of course, I still have some uh, of the real estate investment properties. Okay, great. So for those who don't know about the one thing, could you give a, a brief overview of, of, of the book and of the concept? Yeah, uh, it's the surprisingly simple truth to achieving extraordinary results. And it's a mindset, it's a framework, um, basically that's based on think big, act small. Success happens um, over time. And when you get focused on your purpose, and then you can prioritize, uh, and then you can start to be productive. And so it's just, um, it's a way of well, it's a way of goal setting, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the book, it's a book, and then there's a company and a podcast behind it tons of resources. Uh, they have a goal setting retreat, which is the, where I met Jeff. Uh, it was the first goal setting retreat that they did. And um, man, I did that right after the flood. And inside of the one thing they have, um, they have what's called the goal setting to the now process. And it's really the way that successful people set, uh, set goals. They think way out into the future, where I want to be someday from now. Yep. And they get really clear there and then they just reverse engineer that. And uh, when I did that at the goal setting retreat, what I learned is that um, 
key relationships. And this, the thing about the one thing that's so appealing to me is that it's not just business. It's not just finances. It's uh, they've got seven circles that they talk about and uh, key relationships is one of those. So mm-hmm. I'm really clear that someday from now, uh, key relationships above all else is the most important category that I want to be winning in. And um, for me, when I reverse engineered that, what do I have to do today such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary and I win in the category of key relationships Mm. and it's time. I have to spend time with my people. So that's sort of a long answer to a short question, but that's what prompted me to want the mentee to start coaching and really launch Kaizen again is just to help coach and teach people uh, how do you maximize time and wealth. Okay. Yeah. And then you, you simplified too, right? You had all these things that were distractions possibly from that core of, of what your, your um, primary focus and, and skill set are. So, for sure. So what, what is your uh, you know, purpose? What's that one thing for you that kind of sits above all these activities? It is to help other people live the good life. Uh, and, and people would say, well, what's the good life? And I've been in coaching conversations, um, a lot. And when we go down that trail, basically, if you had all the time in the world, but no money probably would not be the good life. And if you had all the money in the world and not enough time to do what you really want to do, it's probably not the good life either. So how do you have this, um, abundant, uh, lifestyle where you have time and money and basically do what you want. Uh, I, I tell this to my employees. I tell it to my partners, tell it to customers. Uh, the number one regret of people who are near death is that they wished they'd had the courage to live the life they truly wanted and not the life they thought other people expected them to live. Hmm. So my purpose is to help people decide for themselves what their good life is. And it's different for everybody. Uh, But don't let circumstances, don't let past uh, experiences, the people around you programming dictate how you show up today. Uh, Intentionally think about your purpose and go out and live it. So my purpose is to help inspire uh, people to live their purpose. How do you think people discover what that purpose is? Man, uh, that's a that's a good question. And what I would say, and you and I share this, um, this this uh, membership based community over at GoBundance, um, you have to expose yourself to other people, other conversations. Um, the mentee, the podcast that I run, it's based on the quote from Jim Rohn: "You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with." And what I've learned, uh, I actually learned two things in college. Uh, one, how to write a paper. And two, people don't know what they want. They only want what they know. Yep. And so the idea then to discover your purpose is to just get into conversations with other people, um, expose yourself to possibilities and other opportunities and other ways of living and what it means to live an authentic, genuine life. And uh, when you start exposing yourself to those conversations, um, growth happens, clarity begins to set in, and uh, you can discover your purpose and start to live it. 
Yep. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, gr- growth happens right outside your comfort zone, right? So if you always live in your comfort zone, you're not growing. And um, especially getting around other people, you know, getting yourself in uncomfortable situations with rooms of people that may- maybe you think you don't belong, but then you realize, you know, you have a lot in common and you're getting excited about the things they're talking about. Right. And then you can start to explore that. No path. doubt, man. I say um, all the time, I'm the poorest person in GoBundance. <laughs> um, and, and it really comes down to this. It comes down to courage, right? A lot of people think that you have to have, a, what do they say? They say you have to have confidence, right? Just have confidence. And the reality is that confidence comes from success, right? When you have a success, then your confidence grows. Yep. And the only way that you can have a success is if you act with courage. And so courage comes from being around other people who encourage you and who won't judge you. And so if you get around people that won't judge you and that will be empathetic witnesses for you to take risk and encourage you to take risk so that when you fail, you learn and you're not stunted, then you take a bigger risk. And then finally you have a success. And that's where courage, yep. I'm sorry, that's where success and confidence, I mean, yep. is uh, is born. So it's just getting around the right people. Yep. Who then supporting and helping and, you know, being a mentor and coaching, right? Instead of people who may have negative energy and are telling you, you know, all the reasons you're going to fail. That's exactly so, right. Um, or the so, reasons they don't take the risk. <laughs> it's yep. the reason they stay average. Yep. So they want to bring you down, bring Dan down with them. So... Uh, so your, your podcast, The Mentee, you know, you bring on world-class mentors to help people, you know, live this life. What are what are three things that you've learned from all these people you've brought on um, that you would like to share? Oh, man, that's, uh, that's a tough question just because we brought on such a broad scope of people. Um, I, I'll tell you that some of my favorite uh, conversations, well, they're all good. Um, <laughs> Hmm. I love, um, I love getting clear on your future self Mm. because I really believe that that is, um, I believe that's the foundational truth to live in the good life is to get clear on who you want to become. The reality is that, uh, who we will be in three years from now, we cannot even, uh, fathom who that person will be. And we can either design that person and grow into that person, or we'll just become the default person that life is going to create. Um, so I love any conversation that I've had with any guest around how they have uh, gotten clear on their future self, and then did the things necessary to grow into uh, their future yeah, self. I've heard it's like acting like, you know, for, for you know me, Brian, Brian, three years from now, like when I'm making a decision today, is, is that the decision that Brian three years from now would make, right? No thinking, of, thinking about like that in terms of, especially as business owners, we want to, we want to scale, like, you know, we want to start to delegate, we want to start to, you know, maybe not get involved in the weeds as much and micromanage and it's thinking, you know, is, is this the person of the future? Would he, would he do this? And probably no. And then, um, you know, putting the, putting the things into place to make it happen. So. For sure. The other thing would be exposure and just how important that is. That's one of the reasons that I love to have those conversations with folks because I learn so much. I mean, there's so much I don't know. And so just having conversations with strangers, mentors, and of course, having the podcast and a network gets me connected with people that have had and are having extraordinary success. 
And uh, when you get to have a conversation with those folks, uh, you learn how they think, how they planned, how they designed their journey to get where they're at. And so exposing myself okay. to some of those lessons has been uh, been a really awesome uh, opportunity. And just thinking about the third one, I would say that it's the most recent season of conversations that I've had, which is the law of attraction. Mm. You know, and you think about the future self that you want to become, uh, oftentimes the people that are around you, they don't know who you want to become. Like they're friends with the current version of you. They're not friends with the version of you that is three years or five years from now. So when you begin to behave from your future self, for me personally, there's this uh, apprehension that what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And um, how do I foster those relationships um, that I need for three years from now or let some of those relationships go? And what is it on the inside of me? What kind of work on the inside that I have to do so that I can attract the right people um, that I need, that I want uh, in three years from now, five years from now? So that'd be the three things. Okay, great. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. Hey guys, Brian Beers here. In addition to being an entrepreneur, a podcast host, and a real estate investor, I work with a handful of clients as a strategic business coach. Success is 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. And as your coach, first, I focus on that 80% mindset. I help you get clarity on the vision that you want to create for your life and your business. We then set goals that align with creating that future. From there, it's all about having a laser focus and taking action on a daily basis. You know, I'm a friendly guy, but you're not hiring me to be your friend. You're hiring me to help turn decades into days by holding you accountable for doing what you say you're going to do. So if you're interested to learn more, go to brianbeers.com to book a coaching discovery call today. So I want to talk about your, your company a little bit. It's Kaizen uh, Home Services. And, mm -hmm. you know, Kaizen is the Japanese term for continuous improvement. Um, you know, I think it, you know, the, the Honda and the uh, Toyota of the world, right? That's the, the foundation of building better and better uh, vehicles. So talk to me about, you know, maybe some strategies that you've identified that have worked in your company in order to find like, what those opportunities are and then how do you improve on them? Well, I said earlier that uh, I've spent most of my career working in the new construction world, uh, new construction sales. And what, how I brought Kaizen to the table in that uh, capacity relative to the, the customers I serve, uh, they're mostly smaller mom and pop builders. Uh, historically, they've built 25 to 40 houses a year. And uh, we never really had a big production-based uh construction company in South Louisiana until we did. And when we did, uh, the smaller builders were being squeezed out of the market. Um, and so what I was able to do is connect with the right group of people who uh, we worked together in terms of um, serving builders. 
and helping builders improve their business. And that became my niche as a real estate agent was from a business coaching consulting standpoint on how do you compete uh, with bigger production builders. And it was this constant uh, mindset and a conversation with, hey, what's our competition doing? How can we pivot? How can we refine what we do on the inside so that we can stay relevant and sustain our jobs? And so that's been, you know, probably a 15 year run now. So, so you're, you're a builder, you're, you were helping other builders. I'm not a builder. Or not I'm, anymore. I'm just, no, I never was. Okay. Um, you just worked in that. Correct. So okay. I was a licensed real estate agent and my niche or my competitive was advantage okay. was helping builders scale their business. Mm. And as I did, that's how they continue to list with me. And the more houses that they could build based on the profit and the absorption rate, the more listings I got. And okay. so it was, it was from that approach, uh, like almost a business coach, um, that I was able to scale that business and, and build it. And what were some of the advice you had from them that was the guidance to help improve their business? Well, I would tell you that a lot of it was getting systems, um, okay. yep. you know, instead of, instead of just, uh, building and built, uh, instead of just building a business and building houses, very entrepreneurially, uh, based on your own strengths and skills, let's look at software. Let's look at uh, scheduling systems. Let's look at costs. Let's look at, uh, you know, let's vet different floor plans to figure out which ones are more affordable to build. Let's look at mm. the right square footage with the right price point, the best margin. And then ultimately what, what it really allowed us to do is to form an unofficial co-op <laughs> where we could go out and negotiate the hundred lot takedown and then among three to five builders by pieces mm. to add up to the hundred lot takedown. And that way we could compete with the big boys who were taking hundred lots at a time. We began to be able to do that as well. And then what we, what, what we did as the real estate company was we listed all of our builders houses and we marketed them as one unified oh, subdivision cool. with a portfolio of floor plans. So it really wasn't a matter of what builder do I want to build this house? It was, Hey, I want that lot, that floor plan. And then I managed on the inside who got the opportunity to build that house. And it allowed us to maximize absorption rates, which allowed us to then eat those lots and go out and buy more and more. <clears throat> and so everything that went along with saying, here's our floor plan, here's our standard feature sheet, helping builders to deliver that in a predictable, mm -hmm. consistent manner was things that we did uh, to help the builders back then. Okay, that, that's interesting. Do you still have that niche yeah, now? still do. Now my builders have learned and now they have <laughs> yeah. hired private coaches and consultants because we're scaling to the next level and I'm scaling beyond just at the rate that they can scale. So we'll sell, uh, my team is on uh, target to sell about 400 houses this year, mm -hmm. um, which would put us at the top five uh, agents in our, our market of about 4,000 agents. Um, and of that, we'll probably sell about 150 to 200 new construction houses. Oh, so half, and almost. About half, yeah. And um, most of those houses will be from two builders. And both of those builders have been builders that I've been uh, working with for a long time. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a great business model for you, right? Because everyone else is kind of like um, competing probably for the same listings. And you've got this this funnel of, of got builders a machine. who, yeah, just, just generating, building, you're helping them, right? To, to build inventory that you're then going out and selling. That's right. And so, um, you know, you're kind of this, this vertically integrated to a degree, but then you're, you know, obviously you don't have the risk of actually building the the properties as well. That's so, right. And it's also created the opportunity for us to find deals. So now we're finding the dirt and we're finding mm-hmm. the opportunities to bring to the builders that keep us, uh, you know, that keep our um, bats full so that we can continue to produce the units. Okay. That's great. And, um, talk about what is, what is a challenge or a failure that you've had throughout your, your career and, and what'd you, what'd you learn from it? Well, I went broke in the Great Recession, um, and that was a tough, tough pill to swallow. Um, it was it was hard. We were selling. I had scaled up to seven childcare centers, hmm. and um, was highly leveraged. And the real estate market was booming, so I was counting on the real estate uh, profits to fund the startup of the scale in childcare. And when the recession hit, real estate sales plummeted, and people were unemployed. Yep. And when you're unemployed, you don't need childcare. And when you've committed to all these leases and, uh, and, um, overhead expenses, yeah, it, just, and, it just yep. didn't work. Right. And so having a plan, uh, is, is huge. And I would also say, which is why I love the mentee podcast. I never really had mentors. I never sought out mentors. I did all of that in the first season of my career, very, very entrepreneurially. Um, did not seek uh, input for business plans. Uh, just just was rogue. Is it is it because you didn't like think or know you needed a coach or is it because you thought you could do it on your own without it? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I... I didn't know that's yep. ultimately like it, it, I had not been introduced to this idea the of concept, a mastermind right? yep. uh, or coaches even didn't really know about coaches, didn't know about all that. It was just uh, my mom had opened a childcare center and it changed our family uh, lifestyle. We, we grew up paycheck to paycheck hmm. and sometimes below paycheck to paycheck until she opened a childcare center in 1995 and finally didn't make minimum wage. Mm. Uh, and so I thought, well, if she did it, I can do it. And so in the real estate world, I found one for sale. I knew a banker and got the loan, did the deal. And all of a sudden I'm a business owner. It worked well, so let's do it again. And I just didn't have the infrastructure that I should have. The other thing, um, and and it's sort of what we've already touched on, um, I lost some agents, uh, some pretty, pretty big agents at the independent firm that I was running and, um, or I shouldn't say big, I should say influential. And it was a big deal when they left. It was ugly. They were ugly and and dirty and it ended up in a lawsuit. And Mm -hmm. so it caused me to ask myself, um, why did this happen? And what is my responsibility in this? And uh, I did seek out a mentor and uh, he was a 70 plus year old man that had been in insurance sales. And he said, Wyatt, you've told me what you do and how you do it, but you haven't told me why. And that was the first time I had been introduced to Simon Sinek. And uh, he pointed me in that direction to go watch his YouTube uh, video. Um, And I did. And that's whenever I started to clarify my purpose. Mm-hmm. And realized that I was seeking to deliver my purpose 
in way. Well, this is what he said. He said, you've got two choices. You can achieve your purpose uh, by marching through a jungle using machetes, <laughs> or you can achieve your purpose in a sports car on a freeway. Which way do you want to go? And when he said it like that, it caused me to think in certain ways. And that's when I began to get out of the childcare business from a high level. Okay. Um, and that's when I started to sell off some of my schools because the regulations, the staffing, the challenges there are just so hard. And I can be much more impactful in other ways without having to be the owner of that many childcare centers. And I guess probably your, your why for running them perhaps wasn't that, that strong at that point. No, it is. It is to impact and inspire other people to live the good life. And mm. so taking care of those kids, like I know that a kid is who they're going to be when they turn five, like from birth to five is everything. Okay. Yep. And so having that uh, experience and teaching our teachers and our workers um, to take care and parents that birth to five is the most critical years of a person's life. Um, I just wasn't able to do that by mm -hmm. owning seven childcare centers. Yep. Yep. And now you have a bigger impact with what you do. Yeah. Now I and can, so, uh, you know, even in, inside of the Keller Williams world, I teach quantum leap, which is a huge class on success. And it's a great curriculum that Gary came up with. And so, um, on the mentee podcast, I've had a foster kid that is 17 years old and we were able to connect there. And that has prompted me to get involved with other foster care organizations uh, that are local and to teach these kids that are teenagers and, um, and even young adults, the science of success and also teach employees at other businesses. So the podcast's Right. That's why that podcast works so well for me, because it's a channel that allows me to teach a lot of folks about the science of success um, without having to actually be the, you know, the, the child care director. Yep. Yep. And it's a lot more scalable. Exactly. Right? Um, you can touch a lot more lives. So, you know, successful people have a commitment to executing uh, good daily habits, right? What are some habits that you have that you think have attributed to your success? Um, I have always been an early riser. Um, so when I read The Miracle Morning by Hal, mm -hmm. uh, who's another GoBundance member, I was just like music to my ears and it actually refined the process a lot more. Uh, so being an early riser, being a learner, uh, and open-minded has been huge. Uh, so just always seeking first to understand, then to be understood. That's just part of the habits that's built into my world. Um, and over the last couple of years, it's been physical health. You know, when you do the one thing goal setting process, I might discover, and I did, that if I'm in physical health, then I can show up for those relationships a lot better. I can do a lot of things better when I have committed to the habit of exercise and eating right and taking care of my body. So um, exercise is a big habit that I have. Um, I would say exercise, morning routines, and inside of the morning routines would be journaling. Yep. Those are three habits that I think are paramount for success. Yep. Yeah, Miracle Morning is a great book for anybody who hasn't, hasn't read it. I've... Uh... Yeah, I've gotten a ton out of it too and follow a similar, a similar process. So great. So what's, talk to me about what's next. You know, you got the, the three-year future self of Wyatt Graves. What, is, what does that look like? 
I want to take a public, I want to take a company public, uh, okay. is, is what I'm, I'm focused on all right now. So in the real estate world, um, I'm assembling my, I'm assembling my troops, the people that want to come be a part of this, uh, part of this journey and, uh, create something that we can in, you know, three to five years take public, um, learning about what that looks like. So there's that, there is space for that to change and evolve. Yeah. But in my mind, it would to be to, to grow a, a company that's worthy of going public. Um, it is a lot about real estate sales and the transactions that mm -hmm. we're assembling in our team. And then uh, the mortgage, the title and the insurance company that we're partnering with other uh highly successful agents to partner with, it allows us to have the way I describe it, it's Plinko at Price is Right. So when you have a transaction, every, you know, you start at the top, every mm -hmm. little peg that it hits is a business that yep. I want my hands in. Um, and it's not just about me, but it's about creating opportunity for all the people that have believed in me and that are part of our team and that grind and work with us. It's how can I bring them with us and and grow this into a great opportunity for uh, a lot of our stakeholders and um in that uh you know i'm learning about syndication and private equity and what it looks like to create sort of this private equity fund that these stakeholders could be a part of that all these companies funnel into that then goes into real estate investing and really bringing our portfolio to huge new levels of uh, real estate investments. Okay. What, what do you own now? What's your investment portfolio look like? Uh, it's relatively small. I have two single family homes and then I've got uh, a trailer park that is 10 lots. It's actually 10 lots, but three of the lots are, well, two of the lots are comprised of a duplex mm -hmm. and one is a little one bedroom single family home. So I've got seven lots that we'll put the trailers on. Uh, I just sold, I had about 10 acres uh, and three dwellings on it plus some lots. So I just uh, had that divided, sold it. Um, and now we're looking at some trailer parks Okay, to, to buy. Okay. Is that, your, just to build. is that kind of your niche or your, the asset you really class you want to go after? I'm really interested in it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really interested in it. the margins here, uh, which is interesting. You look up um, the best states to invest in and the worst states to invest in relative to trailer parks. And uh, I just got this manual the other day from uh, from somebody that's, you know, built a, a massive uh, portfolio in trailer parks. And so I look at it. I go to the first page I go to is those states that you want to stay away from. Number one on the list is Louisiana. Perfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, this is about right. Um, but the margins are really good. And I, I just really think that affordable housing is a it, it's already a big topic, but I think it's about to grow, especially with the current climate that we're in with housing and interest rates and affordability and everything that the pandemic really, um, I guess, accelerated. Mm. I, I think that affordable housing is uh, about to become an even bigger topic. And there is no more, uh, there's no better opportunity for affordable housing than a trailer park, you know, a trailer inside of a trailer park. So um, with that being said, in my mind, relative to our vision, if we get into the trailer park world, it is an opportunity for us to coach 
teach, uh, help those people become homeowners in single family. And then I'm connected with builders who's building, right? So it mm. creates this sort of uh, funnel that allows our businesses to grow and to thrive and also provide a need in the affordable housing sector. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of how all that fits together. Are there builders that do build more affordable housing or, or most builders, you know, want to go for the, the higher end? One of the builders projects. that I represent is affordable builder. Uh, you know, we have houses, townhouses in the 170s okay. uh, still in, in our market. And then the other builder is primarily high twos and into the threes, which is it used to be. Uh, more that the the three hundred thousand dollar price range used to be for uh, people that were well off, mm. and it's just really not that way anymore. Uh, prices have just went up so much, and um, we've got you know I would say starter homes now are, are are easily in the twos. Yep. Okay. Great. Any books that you'd recommend? And we mentioned we talked about the one thing, the morning miracle. Any others that? Check oh out. gosh, um, I read all the time. Um, I'm I just bought for the first time. I haven't um, I haven't read it yet, but from uh, good to great, mm, uh, I just okay. bought it. I haven't started that yet. Uh, let me look on my let me look on my uh, Audible. See which ones I've got. Rocket fuel changed my world okay, uh, as a sure. business owner after the flood in 2016. I just re-listened to it. Um, Rocket Fuel was incredible. Um, vivid vision, yep. simple read, short read, but the importance of knowing where you're headed so that you can recruit the right people to help get you there. Uh, that was a book. I'll tell yep. you, it's, I'm glad I'm looking at this. So Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yep. That's a good that one. was just a good, fun read. I don't really read a lot of um, non-business books um, so for me to read that book is different, but it was, it was a fun read and, and audible, you know, he, he narrates it. So of course, oh, it's, yeah, I it's listen to more, it on audible. It's even more and entertaining. Then, and then a staple that I would say that is driving the topics of our conversations in my team and in my community is Cashflow Quadrant and Rich mm. Dad, Poor Dad. I think everybody should read that book. I wish I would have read it 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I would be in a completely different place. So if I had to read any one book, I would say Rich Dad, Poor Dad, followed by Cashflow Quadrant. Great. Yeah, they're all, all good recommendations. So where can listeners connect with you and, and find out more about everything that you're involved in? Then go to thementee.com. That's probably my favorite place to connect. Uh, it's got the most broad audience. Uh, we've certainly got the podcast, The Mentee. Uh, but thementee.com is where you can find me. Uh, Wyatt at thementee.com is my email address. And then we've got a public group on Facebook and we've got a private group. We're going to start. Uh, I'm teaching a class or recording a class right now, a course called uh, Building the Good Life. And um, so we'll launch that hopefully in the next 30 to 60 days and really relaunch our private mastermind community that Jeff started called the Inner Circle. Cool. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on and, and sharing all your, you know, your wisdom and, and your knowledge. And, and you know, you've had a great story and I'm excited to see what you do next. I appreciate it, man. All right. I'll talk to you. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Business with Beers. My goal with every episode is to help inspire you to reach new levels of success in your own business and life. So start taking action today. 
And in order to help this podcast reach more people, please rate, review, and share. To connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, check out the links in the show notes. And until next time, have a great day.